Friday, top of the morning to you. My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is the FBTV podcast. Wednesday, July 27th edition. Hey, ice cream month. July is National Ice Cream Month, but that's quickly coming to a close. <laughs> uh, you know, in addition to that, today, July 27th, it's Chicken Finger Day. Creme Brulee Day. Scotch Day, for those of you that uh, enjoy a blue-black-green label, maybe something else. <laughs> and it's Take Your Pants for a Walk Day. I don't know who comes up with this stuff, but these are actually real days. I mean, you can check it out. You, you can, you can fact-check me, if you wish. <laughs> anyway, uh, FreightBrokerTV.com, that's our website. My name is Mike. I'm the host. I am the lead consultant for Tautoa. Uh, first things first, let's talk about the uh, fuel prices. You know, I saw the White House the other day really patting themselves on the back. <laughs> this is the biggest drop in fuel prices in umpteen years. Well, yeah, it's the biggest increase in fuel prices in what? Forever? <laughs> I mean, even uh, 2008, 2009, uh, when fuel got over $5 a gallon. It was still less than what it is now. And, uh, you know, I, I, do, do, honestly, do, does anyone really believe what they're spewing out of Washington? And it doesn't matter. You know, I, I really believe it doesn't matter who's in charge right now. They're going to be saying the same thing. You know, they're, they're going to be trying to, they're trying, they're, they're going to try to shine the light on whatever they can to make him look better. But it is what it is. But, oh, well. Anyway, diesel 527 a gallon. You know, to brag about 5.27 a gallon, it floors me. It's down 16 cents from a week ago, but it's, you know, last, what, four or five weeks it's gone down, but it hasn't made a dent. We're still over $5 a gallon. You get down there below $4 a gallon, then I'll start paying attention, you know, but uh, it's still up almost $2 a gallon from a year ago, $1.93 from a year ago. And it's probably near $3 a gallon more than what it was, you know, a couple of two or three years ago. But neither here nor there. Gasoline, you're down to four thirty-three, down 16 cents from a week ago. That's still $1.19 higher than what it was a year ago this time. Which isn't much to brag about, considering it was probably uh, a couple of dollars lower two years ago. Okay, but anyway, it is what it is. Topic today, we're going to be talking about accessorial fees. If you're a freight broker, you want to pay attention to this. This is going to be pretty important for you. I always get this question a lot. You know, how do, what, what are accessorial fees? How does that work? What do we pay? This, that. And we'll get into that. Uh, that's coming up today. Looking at the spot rates from a week ago, uh, van rates are up 0.7%. Flatbed down 1.1%. Refrigerated rates down 1.4%. That's uh, from a week ago. Spot rates, remember, is the average rate a broker is paying a truck to move load from point A to point B. Spot rates from a month ago, and we're getting ready to go into a new month. But spot rates from a month ago, van rates are down two pennies, down to 266 average per mile. Flatbed down 13 cents per mile, down to 332. Refrigerated down 3 cents a mile, uh, down to 301. Now, does any of this have to do with the fuel prices dropping? No, I don't believe so. 
And the reason I don't believe so is because they're still so stupid high, so stupid expensive. You know, the fuel surcharges, if they're coming down at all, it's not much. Okay, so I, I don't see how the uh, fuel surcharges dropping would have this big of an effect on spot rates. So it is what it is. All right, today's impossible question before I get too far along. 13% of babies born this year will be given one of three names by their parents. Huh? <laughs> hey, I, I, I don't make this up. I, they, they give it to me, and, and we talk about it. 13% of babies born this year will be given one of three by their parent. Oh, okay, it makes sense now. Not one. Of, well, it still is names. Thirteen percent of babies born this year will be given one of three by their parents. What is it? <laughs> Hopefully, I'll I'll remember to uh, give you the answer because it had me confused there pretty good. But anyway, birthday today. Happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company, Norman Lear. He turns one hundred years old today. <laughs> remember him from All in the Family. Jerry Van Dyke. Uh, he was born on this date back in 1931. He would have been, what, uh, 91 today? 1948, Peggy Fleming was born. She's 74 today. And my hero, probably yours too, Bugs Bunny. Born on this date back in 1940. He's 82 today. Matter of fact, uh, on this date back in 1940, Warner Brothers uh, officially debuted Bugs Bunny in a wild hair. That was the... Uh, Name of the show. Bugs Bunny has changed over the years. You remember back in the original days, uh, that Bugs Bunny was kind of scary. He was kind of freaky. You know, but the uh, the new the, the newer Bugs, you know, came out in the 60s, 70s. More friendly. Still had the attitude, but a uh, lot, lot friendlier. Today in history, Orville Wright tests the Army's First airplane, flying himself and a passenger for one hour and 12 minutes. Uh, this date back in 1960, Richard M. Nixon, I am not a crook, is nominated for president by the Republican National Convention in Chicago. And on this date back in 1996, the Atlanta Olympics were going on. This is the day that a pipe bomb exploded in Centennial uh, Olympic Park. Killing one, injuring more than 100, and you remember Richard Jewell. Boy, they came out yelling his name quick, and they were wrong. Have you seen that movie, Richard Jewell? If not, you you, you got to look it up. It's a good movie. got to feel bad for that guy. Richard died. Uh, I forget what he died from, but, uh, I mean, they, they totally ruined his life. I mean, for crying out loud. You know, that because there are people out there, even though it was proven that he didn't do it, some people just that, that just don't register. You know, they, they don't get it. Ah, well. Anyway, like I was saying, I'm the uh, consultant, lead consultant for Tautoa. If you'd like to check out our website, wish you would, Tautoa.com. We uh, train and consult freight brokers, freight broker agents, even trucking companies looking to... Uh, have an additional stream of revenue or perhaps start their own brokerage. You know, talking about that for a second, a trucking company, if you are a trucking company, it's a pretty good idea to have your own brokerage, and the simple reason is you're going to be able to uh, broker your excess freight. 
Now, what do I mean by that? Okay, you've got your own customer base. If you don't have your own customer base, well, <laughs> learning how to broker will definitely fix that because you're going to get your own customers. It will help you get your own customers. But if you have your own customer base, whenever your customer calls in and they say, hey, I got a load, if your truck isn't available, or maybe you just don't want that load, well, if you are able to broker the load, you're going to be able to tell your customer, hey, I don't have a truck available, but I can get a truck for you. In other words, you're going to be able to make money off that load, even if you're not moving that load on one of your trucks. See what I mean? Because you're, you're going to have the opportunity to broker it to another trucking company. Companies like J.B. Hunt, Swift, uh, Schneider, England, if you ever notice, they all have their own broker operation or broker division, I should say. That's why. They're able to broker their excess freight so they're well-rounded. They're making money on from their own trucks and brokering. Matter of fact, a lot of these trucking companies, their broker division makes more money, more profit anyway, than the uh, actual carrier side. Keep that in mind. Now, if you're not... If you don't, well, I should say, if you don't have your own customers, you should. That's where the money is. If you are a trucking company and you're operating using a broker or a dispatch service, which essentially, you know, those loads from a dispatch service, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them are coming off the load boards anyway from a broker. So you're, uh, you're paying the broker fee plus on top of that, you're going to pay the dispatch fee. Be at five, seven, eight, nine, ten percent. If you are, you know, if you're a broker, that's you're going to have to get your own customers. That's what that's going to force you to do. It's going to be able to, and it's going to be so much easier to get customers <clears throat> if you're a trucking company with a brokerage, because from the brokerage side, you're going to be able to call and say, "Hey, we're a full asset brokerage." In other words, you have your own equipment. So think about that. Check out our website. Tatoa.com. We have a lot of packages available. And if you're thinking about starting out as a freight broker agent, well, we got you covered there, too. Uh, you can go through the essential training. Once you complete the training, we guarantee placement into our mentorship program. That is where you can start your broker operation as a freight broker agent. Through us, under our licensed brokerage. So that way we're able to oversee everything you're doing, be here to help you answer questions, make recommendations, whatever it might be. And if you move any loads in the mentorship program, you're going to be able to make money too. Mentorship program pays standard industry commission, 60% to an agent, 60% of the profit on the load. We call it load net. The difference between what the customer paid you to move the load and what you negotiated with the truck. So anyway, check it out. Check us out. Taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. If you have anything of the packages you'd like to uh, talk about, call me. 479-668-0838. Okay, Saturdays, Saturday mornings. Saturday morning is Q&A day on the uh, FBTV podcast. Your questions, our answers. If you got any questions, you can submit those. Submit those to us by email, emailing them to me at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. 
We have forums on our FBTV, FreightBrokerTV.com website, and you can even Skype me. Uh, if you got the Skype app, if you use Skype, you can just open it up to a search for FBTV, our logo, or, you know, what we go by, FBTV. And you'll see us. You'll, you'll see the logo, the red and white logo like uh, uh, you see on our website. And uh, text us, or you could even call, leave a message. You know, we'll get it either way. But if you call and leave a message or you, you ask the question using the voicemail from our Skype, uh, don't be surprised if you hear yourself. Okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, let's see. What's going on with news today? Trucking news. FMCSA accepting carrier applications for the Apprentice Driver Program. They're trying to put together FMCSA as of yesterday, is accepting applications for motor carriers interested in participating in the Agency Safe Driver Apprenticeship Pilot Program. This program is for uh, individuals between 18 and 20 years old to be truck drivers to operate on the interstate. FMCSA said the program announced in January will allow a maximum of 1,000 carriers and 3,000 apprentice drivers to participate so if you are a trucking company interested in that program well just do a search on the uh, on the well your favorite search engine Google or whatever it might be FMCSA apprentice driver program if you're a youngster youngin and you're wanting to learn how to drive a truck or maybe enter this program and you're between 18 and 20 years old well do the same search details all over the place you can fill out the application however they got it set up and you'll be able to uh, maybe get in the program all right uh, in connection with this with the federal government thinking about lowering the minimum age to get a CDL the question comes to mind which states have the worst and the best Teen drivers, <laughs> Wallet Hub, they did the they did the research, and this is what they came up with: the states for the best teen drivers. No particular order: New York, Washington State, Illinois, Maryland, Oregon, Hawaii, California, Louisiana, New Jersey, Kentucky. That's according to Wallet Hub. The best teen drivers are in those states. But what about the worst teen drivers? Montana. I don't understand that. Big Sky. Wyoming. I don't get that either. Maybe because it's so open and they, they go 1,000 miles an hour. <laughs> well, Montana, they, they are they, st they still operating without a speed limit up there? Anyway, Missouri. All right, I can almost see that. Missouri borders Arkansas, you know. South Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska, Idaho, Mississippi, New Hampshire. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Arkansas made the list of the uh, worst states for teen drivers. So there you have it. <laughs> Gotta correct me up. Okay, if you don't have one of our mugs, uh, our coffee mug, you need one. The FBTV podcast mug, it's available. You can check it out on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Uh, you can put your order in right from our website. They're not that expensive, but they're a nice mug. Matter of fact, the picture of the mug is on our website at FreightBrokerTV.com if you want to check it out. 
Yeah, you can place your order, be shipped right to your mailbox. Be home when you're be home be waiting on you when you get home. Back in the 1900s, this is kind of wild, but I guess I, I don't know when it was made. But anyway, back in the 1900s, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was considered a delicacy. Can you imagine? You know, telling your wife, "Hey, we're going out to eat tonight. We're gonna go. We're gonna go out and get us a peanut butter and jelly sandwich." <laughs> delicacy back then. Sixty percent of cat owners have argued with their cat. Yeah, I can see that. Now, this is kind of weird in the uh, Did You Know department. Close to 50,000 people needed medical attention every year. 50,000 people need medical attention every year from this one thing. People bites. That's weird, isn't it? Hmm. Oh, well, it's a weird, weird world we live in today. All right, the topic of the day, we're going to be talking about accessorial fees. Accessorial fees. What are they? How do you impose them? And all that fun stuff. An accessorial fee. Well, first of all, understand that the base fee to move a load from point A to point B, we're going to call that the line haul. So if you got a load of, I don't know, lumber going from Atlanta to Dallas, maybe that load needs to be tarped. Well, what you're going to have to do is first calculate the line haul. Line haul, you're going to figure out how many miles it is from point A to point B, Atlanta to Dallas. Let's say it's 793 miles, give or take. And after you've done your calculations, you calculated that the rate, the line haul rate should be $1,600, maybe more. You know, we'll just go with sixteen. All right, now what about the tarp pay? That's considered accessorial. You see what I'm getting at? Now, we're going to add money to the line haul rate for that load. That is going to be considered accessorial. It's going to be tarp fee. Now, how much is tarp fee? It varies. Matter of fact, it's been my experience. If you go to a customer and you try to get the customer to pay a tarp fee, you know, maybe it's the customer says, yeah, I got this load going from point A to point B. They've given you their rate. And you say, well, what about tarp fee? They're going to say it's included. Generally, that's what they're going to say. What I always do is I will take the rate and, and I'll add money. I'll put money with it, you know, uh, to uh, give the truck something for tarp fee. You know, I if you ever try to tarp a, tr a load, you know it's work. It's work. It's hot. It's sweaty. It's dirty. And if you're if it's in the wintertime or if you're up north and it's cold, those tarps, you know, it's like unfolding plywood. I mean, it really is. It's it's rough. And, uh, you know, it's work. Drivers should make some money off that. Now, generally, if they say no, they're not going to pay. You know, again, you can throw something to uh, the truck for tarp pay. But any accessorial fee is anything added to the line haul rate that it could be additional pay. Uh, well, it's additional pay to the line haul. That's basics of what it is. It could be a truck order not used fee. Now, what is that exactly? Truck order not used. Maybe your customer called in a load and you got a truck. The customer sent you the paperwork. You sent the trucking company the paperwork. It's a done deal. All of a sudden, you get a call from your customer. Hey, 
sorry, man, that, that load fell through. We're not going to be able to do it. It's not ready yet for, for whatever reason. Now you've got to hit your customer up for a truck order not used fee. Most brokers have no contract with a customer for a truck order not, or any accessorial pay. But shippers generally know they got to pay it or they're going to get a black eye because people will know they're not paying it. Truck order not used fee, it can start at 250 and go up from there. You know, you want to pay the truck something, you know, as far as that goes. So keep that in mind. Detention. Now, this is something else. And generally, customers are going to be, they're going to be willing to pay detention, even if you don't have it on a contract, because they know, okay? They, they know the way of the world today. They know the ELDs. They know how the logbooks work, all that fun stuff. Now, when does detention time start? Usually after the first two hours. It's been my experience. Shippers, they try. Now, I'm not going to say this is cut and dry across the board everywhere because I know there are bad shippers. <laughs> Man, there are bad shippers like there are bad brokers and bad trucking companies. But a lot of times if your truck's being detained, especially if it's uh, uh, customer routed freight what i mean by that your customer is actually the one uh getting the truck to pick up the load all right so your truck's at the origin of the load and you get a call from your uh trucking company they say hey you know we've been here for an hour they haven't even backed us up in the dock here is there anything you can do we'll call your customer let them know more times than not your customer will pick up the phone and call uh, where the load's picking up the origin of the load, and they'll say, hey, you got to get this truck in there and get them loaded. That's usually enough to get a fire under them. Now, detention pay, like I say, we're, we're not contracting that. You know, as a broker, very rare are you going to see that uh, a broker has some type of a contract with a shipper, and they agree to pay detention time. Now, you may be doing, well, why don't we have contracts? We should. Well, yeah, if you're in a position to be able to negotiate, but most brokers are not in that type of position. What position is that where you can guarantee a truck? Guarantee. I guarantee. You know, because you don't know. In the beginning, when you're first dealing with a customer, you're dealing with ifs, air. You're negotiating with air. And until you get to the point to where you know, you're not going to be able to negotiate. You know, at least a contract. But again, detention time, yeah, you want to try to get it. Most most customers will pay detention time if you ask. You pass that on to the truck. Uh, layover, tarp, extra stop, lumper fees. Let's talk about lumper. You know, lumper, L-U-M-P-E-R, lumper fee, or even a driver assist. If you're not familiar with that term, that is uh, a lumper is one that a driver can pay to load or unload their truck so they don't have to. Lumper rates can vary. I mean, I've seen them as low as $75 and $100, and I've seen them as high as three dollars and $400. If you're a broker and you're dealing with a lumper fee, where the customer has agreed to pay for the lumper, you need to find out an exact dollar amount before you put anything on the confirmation to the carrier. If your customer, if they say, yeah, we pay 100% of the lumper, okay, take that with a grain of salt, <laughs> okay? 
because the last thing you want to do is tell the truck, yeah, we're going to pay 100% of the lumper. Uh, if you do that, you're going to get an uh, invoice or you're going to be billed seven or $800. You're going to be billed top dollar, you know, some type of ridiculous amount because you said 100%. That's what you put on the confirmation. That's a contract. They're, they're going to hold you to it, and I don't blame them. The way I used to do a lumper fee is simply I would put on there, we'll pay 100% up to $100. Anything over $100 has to be approved. So that way they know if they don't get approval. And they, you know, if they don't get approval and the lumper charged them $250, sorry, Charlie, you know. Uh, a lot of trucking companies, I don't know why, they're, they're not following the load confirmations, and they can be fined for that. Matter of fact, a load was moved for us uh, here a while back. You know, on every load confirmation, you expect a call from the driver when they're loaded and empty. Those are two mandatory calls from a driver on a load. This driver didn't bother to call either time. And, you know, we could find them for that. We're not going to. Everything went off as it was supposed to, but we're going to watch that carrier from now on. You see what I mean? But anyway, on a lumper, you get the idea on a lumper. Now, this stuff we're talking about, if you're thinking about becoming a freight broker, freight broker agent, check out our website at Taltoa. Again, you know, like I was saying earlier, we, we assist those wanting to start a freight brokerage, trucking companies, even those that want to start in the industry as an agent. You can uh, go to our website, Tautoa.com. We have all kinds of packages there. If you want to become an agent, like I said earlier, you can, uh, once you finish the uh, training, we have packages for this. You can enter our mentorship program where you can actually begin your broker operation as an agent. But anyway, check it out. Tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Uh, look over the packages. If you got a question, uh, feel free to call me. 479 Food news. I thought that was kind of wild. You're you're familiar with the candy corn, Brock's candy corn, you know, the orange, white, and yellow candy corn. I used to love that stuff when I was a kid. It's, I, I don't eat it anymore. I know a lot of people can't stand it. I don't know why, but man, I used to love it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, but anyway, they are coming out with some, uh, they're calling it tailgate candy. For the fall. Now, usually you start seeing the candy corn around Halloween, you know, the fall and things like that. But uh, they got some new flavors coming out. Fruit punch, vanilla ice cream. Uh, okay, I kind of get those. I like the original the best. Mm, you know, if you start getting flavors on candy corn, it gets weird for me. But anyway, here's three flavors that I really don't get for a candy. Popcorn, hamburger, and hot dog. That just don't sound like a candy flavor. You, you know what I mean? Popcorn, hamburger, and hot dog. I just don't know. Now, I'd I like to try it, but I'm not going to buy it. If, you know, I try it. <laughs> that kind of thing. But anyway, that is what it is. All right, what else? What else is going on? I guess we covered pretty much everything. Oh, here's one for you. If you're looking for a part-time job, maybe you got a, a young one at home. That you like to put to work. <laughs> candy Funhouse, an Ontario-based online candy company, is looking for a chief candy officer. They say the right candidate can earn up to $100,000 tasting candy. Candidates must be, get this now, at least five years old. And they must live somewhere 
in North America. Commission-based, you think? I don't know. <laughs> All right. 13% of babies born this year will be given one of three names by their parents. This is today's impossible question. Let me repeat that again. 13% of babies born this year will be given names, one of these three I, I can't read this right. Why Why not? Okay, let me start over. 13% of babies born this year will be given one of three names by their parents. Are you ready? <laughs> this don't even make sense to me, but okay. 13% of babies born this year will be given one of three by their parents. Oh, okay. I keep on saying names, and it's not names. 13% of babies born this year will be given one of three by their parents. What is it? A hyphenated name. I see more and more of that. More and more of that, but it is what it is, right? All right. That's going to about wrap it up for the Wednesday, July 27th version of the FBTV podcast. Check out our video channel on YouTube. Our topics are on there that we talk about during these podcasts and things like that. We post the videos up there. Posting up there on YouTube, uh, what, three days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, I believe. But anyway, don't forget, coming up Saturday, Saturday morning, the uh, FBTV Q&A podcast. We do it every Saturday morning. Go have a good Wednesday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans, we will talk soon. <laughs>